0: Welcome to Seriously Pointless conversations about culture. Your seriously pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geeky information that you could ever possibly want. That's usually from the 90s or earlier, uh, seeing as as we're older. But anyways, I'm your I'm your host, David, and today I'm actually joined by a special guest, um, somebody that has been with me pretty much my entire life. So it's actually my big sister, Rachel. How you doing?
1: Hi. Good.
0: Good. Yeah. So uh, if you guys don't know, uh, she's my older sister. Um, If you guys are familiar with our family, and she's pretty much had all the same shared experiences I have had when we were (laughs) kids, so... It, 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 you're going to see a lot of similarities just us talking about things, but obviously we're different people. So hopefully you get some different insights from uh, the things that we enjoyed primarily in our youth, which today we're actually talking about the Dark Crystal. Yes. <laughs> so that's one of the things we, we both really enjoyed. I know, um, I don't know how you guys have ever, if anybody's ever really seen the Dark Crystal, it's just one of those amazing things. Amazing films that either really scarred you as a child, <laughs> or it just like filled you with awe and wonder, or maybe a little bit of both. I don't yeah. know how it was with you, yeah. so.
1: It made you captured with Jim Henson, that's for sure. Anything that he made. Oh
0: my God, yeah. So <laughs> like, we got really lucky because we had, our mom was really big about sending us to the library and things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's where we first picked it up, actually. Probably. So, but yeah, before we get into all that, though, um, we kind of, like I said, we're going to keep kind of moving with the segment like we kind of started a, f- a couple episodes ago about like what we've been up to and how we're doing um right about this time this episode air it's probably the first part of december um but we're recording this in, in, or early probably early to mid uh november so we're all kind of gearing up for the whole thanksgiving season and just kind of taking it easy but what do you what have you been up to
1: well you know so i started getting into audibles have you have you ever done yeah. any of those oh, okay so i got sucked in by listening to a book about you know um Raising Catholic Boys and yeah. it was a that was a good book to get started with in it but I found other ones mm. I'm on to The Sandman
0: Oh yeah, so have you heard of it? No, no, yeah. So yes. this, is, so I have all of his, um, I have all of the uh, graphic novels. Yes. By Neil Gaiman. Yes. And so they did, they did this one, and it's got um, who is it? Uh, James McAvoy is yes. does the narration. It's amazing. I will, I've listened to it all. I,
1: I can't listen to it with the boys. No, no, no. But so no, no. I, I will drop Paul <laughs> off at school, and on the way back, we sometimes take Ruth and I take a long way home so I can listen to it in the car. There you but that's go. that's pretty much the only way I can li- I can read quote unquote, a book. Yeah. you know nowadays. Well,
0: nowadays it's just impossible especially I know how I know how I was to begin with like just to sit down like I'll try to watch Jackie sit down with Lewis running around mm-hmm. and she tries to read it, and he'll just hop up on the chair with her you and he'll can't. be like he'll Get be like hand that. her his book and he's like read book yes. read book and you're just like I don't, which is still good I don't want to read Spot Goes to School for the 800th <laughs> time I want to yes. read I want to read my my uh, Robert Galbraith book about Corman Strike and it's just yeah which is yeah, exactly th- that's what she does but that's also awesome, yeah. I had no idea you were into that so that's a well, that's a great great one to kind of dig I your teeth into this
1: other one uh, i can't even remember the title it's been probably 10 years since i read it mm-hmm. but the one american gods yeah which is now a, a miniseries i want to say yeah. i haven't n- gotten to see the miniseries not it's probably as, anything as good as the not
0: book. as good as the book though but the but book was amazing it is um, so but it's
1: been 10 years he's probably. done
0: several other ones on that series so he did like anansi boys mm-hmm. which is because you know anansi yes. is in that series Oh, the he... boys
1: love stories about him <gasps>
0: But he's so much he's, darker. He's darker. <laughs> which really is typical. Really dark in that series, which is great though. But yeah, that's that's awesome that you really get getting into that to the uh, uh, the Sandman. But yeah, how far are you into it right you now,
1: Oh my gosh, it's like oh, let me look I'd have to look it up.
0: Oh, no, they, at they, least they,
1: four hours. Okay,
0: yeah, because it's I think it's a total of about eight.
1: It's it's a massive book and that's the reason I picked it.
0: Well if you they cut out a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh I actually only about an hour left.
0: Okay, so I thought it was a lot longer than that, man.
1: But so no, yeah, it's... so
0: you're almost to it. So they've already, they've already they've already gotten into like the uh, Corinthian. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, we just got done with the Corinthian. <sighs> ooh,
0: ooh, he's so I'm cre- on the
1: facade right now. Oh, the facade. The on.
0: facade is really weird too. Yes. That's like I said, they took they took like took bits and pieces out of the whole series and they yes. kind of like put it together. If you ever get bored and you mm-hmm. actually get time and you want to read it, I have all of the graphic novels and okay. they do I mean, he does, because he did, I think it was a total of 60 issues, mm-hmm. and I think I let James started to read a couple of them when he's got them, possibly, but I had, I'd have to look again, but... It it's so good. They do. They really do a lot more with the Titania and yes. the the fairies and the Shakespeare stuff. Yes. It's so so good. I know. One of my favorite ones of all time. But yeah, I'm gushing a little more. We gotta get, <laughs> we gotta get back in there a little bit because, like I said, this is it's okay to 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 go tangents. But James has been my um my guiding light because I am really bad. You know how bad I am about like going on tangents and things like that. But. <laughs> But kind of going off that with uh, with other kind of uh, properties because they're actually they were talking about making that into a uh, a movie at one point.
1: Oh I don't know how they would be able to.
0: Uh, a lot of CGI probably. So they but had there's so um, much
1: material though.
0: So that's the thing is I don't know if they would just really focus on the main story. yeah. And not do, or they might do a mini series out of it, which would be, it. I think it would be a lot better. So I think yeah. they're doing this just to see how people react to it, to see yeah. if they like it or not. Yeah, and they might make it a mini series, but I think Joseph Gordon Levitt was actually attached to it at one point. What? I know, I know, Robin himself. So from from Batman, <laughs> I would have been great. I would have, I would have, oh, but paid money so so <laughs> quickly to to watch that. But anyways, so enough gushing. We got to get into the episode <laughs> because we've already been talking for like fifteen minutes. So anyways. <laughs> But yeah, if you guys have not read or listened to the Sandman series, check it out, guys. Go to your New York comic store or get on audible.com and check it out or anything like that. Also, just FYI, if you guys hear any little noises, little squeaks like that, we've got a little one with us right now, and yeah. she's, uh, she's only a few... I'm not even a month old no. yet, so she's... Uh, she's nuzzling in and just trying to take it easy sleeping taking she
1: might have some comments for us later well you
0: know everyone's (laughs) got an opinion especially with the white winners but anyways um but anyways talking about that opinions uh so let's get into some of our childhood uh i guess memories a little bit Mm. so like we were saying earlier the uh, dark crystal movie we primarily from i remember we got it from the library i believe yeah I don't know if we have saw any other ones, but I remember vividly getting that one from the library and popping in the VHS. If you guys are older like we are, VHSs were all all the rage yes. back in the days. And uh, if you ever wanted to see somebody try to bootleg something, that's what our dad was all about. So <laughs> he had those double VHSs and just like, I remember he re- I think he recorded it one time because we rented it so much from the library. Yep. but i don't remember i know he did it with like cassettes and things like that but yes definitely because i remember there was mixtapes with johnny cash and all kinds of things yes. on. yes
1: well those were recorded from um uh
0: records records yeah which i actually have that record player still which i'm I, the kid i probably had to pass along to lewis at some point so because <laughs> he likes it a lot he plays with it a lot more than i do but but speaking of that so um just get into that memory section a little bit. So this, just a little bit about the movie. Um, it's, I mean, what do you remember about it? I know you know we know it's a Jim Henson movie. So what do you what do you remember about I
1: it? I remember it just being completely original. Like it yeah. was. Yes, it's a hero and a heroine, and you know you have these bad guys, and they're they're trying to correct the wrong in the world. But it was the way they were doing it. Was so original. Yeah. I think at our age, oh, I absolutely. mean, we were used to. And they weren't
0: really either. Like they weren't really bad guys. They no. were just. They were one side of a coin. Yeah. Really. So. Exactly.
1: And but you could see the kind of the humanity. Yeah. In each of the sides, and absolutely. I think that was interesting for us at our age when you're, when you know society's throwing you. Oh, these are bad guys. You know it's, they need to all, be defeated. It's, it's
0: all black and white.
1: Yeah, very much black and white. And I think I I liked it because. It was it
0: had shades of gray, and they definitely exactly,
1: and they weren't really defeated. They were merged into
0: a single, a single, single real, not yeah. even
1: like a good being, but like yeah. a real being. You yeah, know? just
0: like somebody that has their good days and their bad days. You know, exactly. just like everybody else does. So yes. that was that's what I think that was kind of one of those things that whenever you get into uh, some of Jim Henson's other movies, he really kind of tries to focus on that, like mm-hmm. making people authentic and you never notice that, like great great movie creators or any just great creators and artists in general really try to push that they try to make that authentic feeling that whenever they have a a, a main character in their, in their in their things like they say hey they're going to fall a little bit probably but they hopefully will pick themselves back up yes and try to get you know get moving from that but so just out of curiosity, apparently, I, I had no idea, even when we were younger, how long this movie had been out already. <laughs> so, it was out, it actually, they released this in 82. Yeah, that
1: was before I was born, even.
0: So. Yeah, so, that was, I was like, oh, my God. So, it, it was just bizarre to think they'd had this movie out for that long. And and it was just, you know, most of well, I mean, that, if you think about it, though, he, a lot of his stuff, before he really got into commercial success... It was made during the se- early or mid 70s, mm-hmm. early 70s, and uh, mid 80s.
1: Yeah, which is basically like, you know, Sesame Streets coming into its own. That was like yeah. the prime time well, for he, this kind of stuff. He,
0: yeah, he did a lot of. Um, the puppetry on Sesame Street yeah. and originally so yeah and he helped kind of garner that before he broke off and made his Jim Henson studio as yeah. opposed to Sesame Street studio I think Sesame I don't know if Sesame Street is actually part of Jim Henson studios or not If it's two separate things that's a good question I have no idea that's okay <laughs> but but anyways so the film uh talking about the man himself it was it was written directed and produced by him and he was just all up in it trying to get it get it squared away because this man from what I can tell he really he wanted to have his hands. He wanted to be an elbows deep in every project he ever had. So it runs for about ninety minutes, um, which is a pretty average length for uh, most children's movies. I guess you could call it a children's movie. But um, and it cost around twenty-five million to make. And but of course, it was a commercial success, making almost double its money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in the first uh, year that it was released, and then uh, box office wise, that's not counting like like movie sales and home videos and all that stuff. I'm sure merchandising has been insane. So, but um, do you remember kind of the basic outline of the story? Because I've got I've got it all here, <laughs> I know. and I could literally write, read it off to you if you really wanted to. No. But I know I, know, uh, I want to see what you what you remember about it.
1: Well, I just remember. So you know, you have. The two main characters... Well, you don't even see both main characters at the beginning. You know.
0: Yeah the 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 second one. Um, what is her name? Um, Kira. Kira. She pops yeah. in about halfway through the movie. Yeah. yeah,
1: and but he's there at the beginning. And Jen, yeah. Jen. And you notice that he is just being taken care of. Yeah. You know, by his family, and then all of a sudden, he has to go on this journey. Like he doesn't understand it. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see. How it how it kind of evolved, because he does start out as a nobody, being yeah. sheltered, yeah. and then becomes the hero in the end, which, I don't know, it's kind of... And I like how he had to... It's almost like a... It, it brings to mind kind of like a, a hobbit kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of like he's, he's he's in
0: his sheltered community. Yes. He's, so yeah, he's in his sheltered community, and he really... Has to he's being taught all this knowledge like like a child always is you know mm-hmm. you have you're in their sheltered community and you you're raised and you're taught things and you have a purpose that you may not even know about yet mm-hmm. because you know in the end we all have a, have a purpose but you know we just don't know what oh is that right Ruth <laughs> yeah, you have a purpose too don't you um but and eventually they basically tell him that you know it, it's your time to kind of go out on on your own yep. And do you remember what the, um, so that, that family that he's being sheltered by, um, are called the Mystics? Yes. They were called something else, I believe they were, um, but I just always remember calling them the Mystics.
1: Yes, that's but I've already. I didn't know there was they, another They were. Line. They
0: were. They had a technical term or technical name for them. Um, I remember like in the storyboards or
1: something.
0: Yeah. And but I always just called it like the 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 head mystic and all the other little mystics. Yeah. So it was just kind of one of those interesting. But if you notice on, um, the mystics, none of them are really different. Like, never no. really stand out. No. Not like the other the Skeksis, bad the bad do, guys. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're very flamboyant in how they want to be their own individual. Indi-
0: very individualistic.
1: Yes. And they want to they want to stand out and be the most important. Oh, absolutely. And that's all their thing is. So. Which is...
0: That was kind of an interesting topic. So, like, you know you have these two sides... Um, which these all came from the whole the whole premise of how these two two races came apart about was that a long ago on this uh, planet which they call thra, um, the crystal truth shatters and then these two races appear so they you don't really know why they're there. Yeah. at first, you find out later. and if you if you had read anything before that, if you had read any uh, literature about it beforehand, you know, you might have known because um, they really so they actually we can go into this a little bit more but they really have come out with some awesome literature and some awesome uh uh, uh history and origins from like where the uh beings come from and why they're Their there Story, yeah good like, because you don't really get a lot no, of that no <laughs> no no it was and it's really interesting all comics but anything but anyways so when the crystal cracks
1: And they say Um, cracks or shatters, but it's literally only like a a it's a shard that you could like hold in your hand that comes out of the top. Yeah, I'm not sure technically how that would work, but that's my Uh, one, my one little little gripe about it about the movie. I'm like, (laughs) it shatters. It should like break into a billion pieces, but no, it's one piece that comes out of the top. Which whatever.
0: You know, gonna... I mean, it's okay, but it's kinda <laughs> like if you think about it, it's almost like a metaphor. Almost like something that's supposed to be whole yep. loses a part of itself yep. and becomes tainted. Exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of like you know, if you know, if you if you delve too deep into your into one specific you know, like bad aspect of yourself, you can lose another part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, it's it's kind of one of those things. That's a very heavy theme that he he kind of throws in there multiple times about reunification and bringing yourself together kind of thing Mm -hmm. so and he was a little bit of a um how do I put this politely he's very much a hippie yeah Jim Henson was yeah but he had a lot of really interesting philosophical kind of like undertones in all of his films so Mm -hmm. and he was never over heavy-handed about it so but anyways so you get in there and you have these two races that um, are obviously two sides of uh, of the coin. I'm like you right off the bat. You figure it out. Like you said, you have the mystics that are in tune with nature. They're very, uh, very
1: slow, and like even when they speak, their voices are yeah. deep and they slow. Talk, and you
0: hear every everything. word they say.
1: Yeah, and everything they do is not flam. Like I said, the opposite. So it's yeah. not flamboyant. Yeah. It's very yeah. slow and methodical, and um has a purpose
0: yeah you and, know and and they never expend more energy than they have to just like simply because they yeah. want to have that balance there
1: yeah they don't seem wasteful you know very simply yeah i mean they live but, in these what small
0: they're like dirt they're caves, mud caves, caves
1: kind of in the and yeah. so i
0: guess it, it almost kind of says they're since they're that one part even though they're in they try to stay in balance i think they never progress themselves really yeah and it's not like, as opposed with like the Skexies, you yeah. have them um, to where they are so greedy, and they're so uh, focused on becoming advancing themselves. Mm-hmm. Not even just like scientifically. I'm talking like just even station wise within their hierarchy. They want exactly. to be. They want to be the best. They want to be yep. in charge. So, and they're always fighting about it. Yes. And so it's, uh, they're, 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 these are like two extremes. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's, it's just really interesting to watch them um, kind of just, because you don't see a lot of them except at the very beginning, or you don't see a lot of the mystics except at the very beginning and at the very end. Yeah. And sporadi- sporadically like, through.
1: But when the, it's just going through the movie, they're literally just walking in line. Yeah. Because part of it, of this movie is that, that the mystics and the Skeksis are. Are supposed to be one, so you know periodically through the movie, yeah. one of them will one will like a, a skeksy will die, and or, when that happens,
0: yeah, do you remember whenever? Um, yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, so like the very beginning of, his, of the movie, his master, yeah, he 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 dies. Yeah, he's
1: like laying on his deathbed, yeah. and the, and in the same exact time, you have his. his I don't know, his... Kind
0: of counterpart, part They call yeah. him the emperor. Yeah. I think it's what he is. And
1: he is laying on his deathbed. Yeah. And they both die at the exact same time because they are supposed to be one being. Yeah. So one cannot exist yeah. without the other.
0: Yeah. And they also, like, die in tremendously different ways. Yes. Like, you have the Skexy, He just crumbles and he just, like, is just dust. It's nasty looking. It's really gross, yeah. kind of. Even though it's, like, it's not bloody or disgusting. It's just... It's kinda of, he just like falls into himself and yes. crumbles and breaks. And like the uh, the master mystic, he yes. or the mystic master, I can't remember which yeah. word, how you would want to say it, but anyways, Jen's master, the mystic, we'll say that. <laughs> he he just kinda of like slowly disappears. And
1: like fades and there's a light in a to face. him. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, and it's very it's very soft and gentle and yeah. peaceful almost. Yeah. And so it's like you said, it's everything it doesn't matter how like what they're doing, everything they do is just it's a, dia, a diametrically opposed just mm-hmm. these two extremes. So it's just really interesting. So obviously, like you said, I said you know the the uh, Skexies are in control. Um, so they, being their their nature, they take control whenever they split. Yeah, and whenever um, they obviously can control the crystal, mm-hmm. and they they try to basically. Essentially, try to steal its power for themselves, which is in their nature. And the mystics stay
1: young, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And
0: and whenever that stops working, um, they uh, they actually go on like they kind of go on this in the in the Netflix series a little bit. They do a genocide of the Gelflings, which is the race that Jen and Kira are. Yeah. And they find out, like, oh, if we steal these, and uh, they call it their essence, their
1: essence. Yes, the creepy voice. <laughs> <laughs> their essence.
0: Um, but yeah, they do that, and they it's just because they're all about trying to stay young forever. But they end up, it's like like any uh, resource. I mean, I hate to say that, but they just over, they over, they overharvest it. Yeah, and then eventually, they're just all all the gel things are gone.
1: Yes, and then they move on to. Other Another creature. species, yeah. yes.
0: The Podlings and all this other thing, but it does that ever seems to work
1: as, as long. well, yeah.
0: And I guess that, I guess that's kind of a thing in there that I guess the Gelflings were supposed are supposed to be like the predominant race on this planet, yes. And I guess, or
1: like the most intelligent, like you know, the humans, yeah, are. essentially, yeah. yeah.
0: and and they they're very much in tune with the crystal, which is part of like basically I, I should call it the heart of the the planet, almost, yes. So. After that, they they're, they after their genocide, there's only really one girlfriend that you know of, which is Jen, and he ends up getting raised by the Mystics, obviously. And whenever
1: and and I love how Jen doesn't really know any of the backstory no. of his people, like they. The mystics never tell him, oh, by the way, you know, your entire race was decimated by our other halves. You know, surprise. It's just he's kind of kept in the dark until his
0: journey. I mean, they're kind of like, yeah, it happened. So we're not going to really like dwell on it. But this is what your purpose is. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that's...
1: Which is good for us because we as... Because he's, he's a storyteller, yeah. so you don't tell the whole story at the very beginning no. and then just throw a bunch of animated yeah. stuff at the end or action stuff at the end. So yeah. Yeah. All it is good he, as all a story.
0: He, all he's told is whenever his uh, master is dying is that he has to go and um, meet up with Agra. Mm-hmm. Um, before... Who is a
1: character in herself. Oh my god, she's
0: amazing. <laughs> so he has to go meet her to find the crystal that will heal uh, the shard that will heal the crystal by the day of the great conjunction is what yes. they call it.
1: So he has a deadline.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. So uh, they 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 press upon that a little bit, and they're like, "Hey, we got to do this. You know, get it, get going." So so he takes off, and he, he ends up meeting Augra, who is like this. I guess you would call her an old, like she's basically like the old witchy hag. Bitty, is what yeah, I would bi- say, old biddy almost. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's kind of like. But uh, according to this, she was actually she i don't know if she was a race a part of a, a race of creatures over there mm-hmm. or she's the only one that there is and she's just like immortal they yeah. they go into this in a little bit more in depth in some of the other comics um and i haven't gotten a chance to read it all but I, from what i've read she's like an extremely long-lived race of beings that have very small numbers i could see that and so that's why but she if you notice like she is kind of like Very fascinated with uh, mysticism. Yes. And the stars. Astrology. Astrology. Astrology, Yeah. Very much so.
1: Like she has what the the solar si- or their solar system yeah it's massive it takes up the whole room basically in that big chamber that she has in her house yeah, in her
0: chamber there yeah it's so
1: cool uh, that's part my favorite part of the movie actually yeah, <laughs> just
0: watching all this you're like and that's the thing is they built all these we're gonna get into that a little bit more but they built all these sets by hand yeah and none of it is is done it's all a stage work yeah no it's
1: cgi just, it's, it's gorgeous
0: if only, if they could do this with a movie nowadays, it would be so expensive. It's but they did it with the series, and it was they but they did kind of like put in some CGI to help with some stuff, but because it's so much cheaper. But it was uh, it was still really good to watch. See it anyways. Um, I get off my tangent a little bit. So <laughs> after he he goes there, he finds uh, Agra, and she basically tells him to try to pick a shard, and he ends up finding the shard. And yeah, she has
1: like what seven or eight lanes? Yeah, something out. like he that. He just, just puts like his hand it. over it.
0: No, 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 he 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 does the oh yeah, that's right. He that's knows right. he plays the the his little flute flute thing, yeah, and it's like it's a frequency or whatever because he remembers that's what um he plays the frequency that all the uh, mystics do yeah go, oh yeah, they do, they do that. that and it's like that they know that frequency and he does that note and it like lights up and it's like, oh, there it is. yeah. And so, do you remember uh, what comes and attacks them? After, yes,
1: like, those big creepy beetle things. Gartham. Yeah,
0: Gartham. Uh, uh. Oh, they're so good. So these are like called um, like uh, they're they're crystal creatures a little bit. So, so they're
1: basically mind controlled by the Skeksis, and they're like they're that, yeah. they're what bullies, I guess you could say. Eh,
0: kind of like they're basically like they're, 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 they're foot Muscle, soldiers. Yeah. Foot soldiers. yeah. So if you watch in the uh, TV series that they came out with. They kind of do a a little bit of an origin story for the Gartham a little bit, and it's really cool. It, it's 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 interesting, but um, they're kind of like a spider race almost. That's what they kind of like make them out to be. And then the uh, the uh, but the Skeksis kind of like lie to him and get them to attack the Gelflings. It's really interesting, but that's that's kind of where they come from. But that's a little side tangent. But um, so whenever uh, obviously the Gartham attack and uh jen takes off right, falls down the hill just blah, you know falls yeah. down the hill and then he ends up meeting his best friend aka also also a slight i guess you call this love interest maybe
1: i guess so yeah i
0: don't know we'll we'll, Which, put it this way. we'll definitely we'll say his uh his partner in crime there you go his uh the, the his uh the person that will get him to where he needs to be uh kira she's
1: uh She's a boss lady. <laughs> she's
0: definitely in charge. and She gets him to do things because he kind of is like gets all mad and kind of gets a little whiny.
1: It's, the relationship is very much he's the sheltered country boy. She's yeah. the girl who's been living on the streets and raised herself and has probably been in a few knife fights. You probably. Know? <laughs> I, would,
0: I would be down with that. Yeah. That's a good description of her. But she's got her little uh, trusty companion fuzzball.
1: Which we still need to at some point. Either of us needs to get some small hairy little dog that yips all the time and we will name it FizzGig. you that's do right, realize this that's
0: that's right i was telling jackie i was like <laughs> if we get a dog it's gonna be called fizzic FizzGig she's like that's an awful name and i go no you. it's it's like the best it, <laughs> it says you i was but like that's- i feel
1: like a dog would have to earn that name like oh yeah
0: if he's just like wah, 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 just, i'm just constantly just making yes, noise i like oh but you're a but then Fiz also
1: a big pansy too, like yeah. <laughs> will run away at the, yeah. the lowest, oh
0: God, at was, the vacuum cleaner he was or the something. Best. <laughs> like, because I love how at the very beginning he just like comes out to the blaze, and you think he's like this big mean animal, yes. and and then she's like, she's like, this gig, toko na batara, yes. and he's <laughs> just like, he's,
1: <laughs> i just like, what is this? I was um, like, you're
0: a big big softies is what he is.
1: And then she's like all gentle with him, and she's like, gets jumps on Jen's case, you know, and yeah. it's like you you are a nice person but yeah uh, yeah you yes. kind of
0: like you don't take no crap That's yes what she is. That's, why exactly. I, that's why i love her so but she ends up um whenever uh she's helping jen get out of the mud a little bit which is where like because he falls in the mud after physics mm-hmm. scares him
1: which i guess we never really said why they got attacked in the first place remember Who? so uh back at agra's house yeah he they get attacked because the Skexies realize Jin is alive. Like oh, up until right. that I did point, about that. yeah. Like that was the whole reason that Jin is being chased throughout the whole movie, because all yeah. of a sudden the Skeksis realize that there is. Uh, one of Jen's kind,
0: because yeah, I remember, I remember the uh, the um, the crystal calls to the skexies and they're like the crystal calls, and yes. they like it shows them in the in the crystal. And they're like, yeah.
1: "Gelfling, Gelfling!" Oh my gosh, you do the voices just right. <laughs> <laughs> girl fling, girl
0: fling. <laughs> Sorry, I love those. I always go
1: ahead. But yeah, so they get attacked because the Skexies are all of a sudden, you know, notified that, or they find out that there's another Gelfling living. So that's when Jen yeah. has to go on his journey because he he gets attacked by, you know, the beetle
0: things. <laughs> yeah, the beetle thing, darling. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. So. Yeah. It's, it's no big deal. So thing. anyway,
1: but yeah, so then he finally meets up with Jen, and or Jen he, meets up with Kira, Kira. Yeah. And then they finally realize, oh, we are, are we the same thing? And it's, it's, well, I cause love never, their journey
0: he, well, cuz he's never met anyone else like him before. But, so. And I
1: think that he's never questioned that either. Like no. he just kind of goes with his life, you know? He's yeah. not a questioner.
0: No, which, which, is, which
1: is, inter- is interesting.
0: Well, I mean cuz it's like a different personality. It's like always but you can see like Kira, she's always asking questions. Mhm. Just constantly, but Jen is just like this is what I have to do. This yeah. is what I have to do. I'm just like I mean, that's interesting because and a lot of things. That's how people are, though. Mm-hmm. Some people you have questioners and you have doers, and mm-hmm. it's like that's okay. You know, yeah. that's 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 how a lot of people are. And luckily, you have to have those different facets of people to try to get things done. So, yeah. And that's just what is really interesting. But she she starts to question a little bit, like you know, well, who is he? Like, what is he? And they have a little bit of that answered. So, like, whenever she uh, reaches out and like grabs his hand, yes, they drink, was that dream fasting? Dream fasting, yes. what they call it, So, yeah. And so they really kind of delve into this, into the TV series a little bit too. But they, start, they they basically share each other's memories is what they do.
1: And it goes back to like when they're both babies.
0: They're ba- you're yeah, very, very babies. Yeah, very young. Yeah, and he doesn't remember. And these were things he probably didn't remember whenever he was a baby. Like whenever the Skeksis attacked. Yeah. And whenever the same thing for her and how uh, like the mystics took him in and how the podlings end up finding her mm-hmm. and they, they all get raised by their separate, you know, people. Yeah. And, but they're still loved and cared for. And it's just really interesting. So, and then they kind of just like slowly fade back into reality. Yeah.
1: Again. And then she has to explain to him what happened because he is obviously clueless.
0: Yeah. Obviously. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I know, it's, it's him because he's never been taught that. So exactly. So she ends up actually, the, you know digging them up out of the mud and
1: don't they go back to like her family yeah
0: you know, the podling. yes okay which he learns like he's just like they go and they these are people who are i love podlings to death because they're just like they seem like they're just like little partiers oh my
1: gosh big old eyes like they yeah. are gonna be up all night they're just gonna
0: yeah they just, they they drink to they drink to like midnight and they fall asleep for a couple hours get up and start doing the work all over again they just yep. do it every single day and i'm like these guys live life to the fullest and that's why i love watching them <laughs> But but, uh, but they
1: are attacked again. Yeah, okay. they get attacked
0: again okay. because but it's for a different reason. So they actually didn't know where uh, Jen had gone. Oh, I know it's what I said. Um, <laughs> She's dreaming. <laughs> yeah, I could hear. Her. But uh, they they don't know where Jen had went. But they actually had uh, they went into the Skeksis had sent the Gartham in to capture Podling. Yeah, to harvest them basically. To harvest them yeah. basically. Yeah. And so I think uh, whenever this happens, uh, Kira and Jen don't get captured, but.
1: They follow along because she wants to rescue. Yeah, because yeah. Some,
0: some of her family got taken. I was yeah. like, I get that, you know. And so they follow her, follow them. And on the way back to the um, the Skixi. Castle, the yeah. Castle, yeah. they actually uh, find some ruins. Yes. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things. that That's the one of the, the biggest um, uh, reveals, essentially, about, like, how...
1: Uh, how jen needs to fix all this how basically. to fix something because yeah. he
0: just knows he's like what do i do with it i have this shard what do i do with it yes and you're just like dude it's simple shard, <laughs> shard goes in crystal i've
1: seen this from the beginning come on like, it's come easy, on
0: I, I, where have you been all this time <laughs> and you know you're talking to yourself as your kid as a, you're like as a kid and you're just like is he this dumb <laughs> and you're just like you're like obviously he has no idea like that the crystal has a hole in it yes <laughs> which is where the shard could go yep but anyways he sees this and he sees the mural, and then they finally read it, and it has that very specific prophecy that he puts on there. Um, when when single shines the triple sun, what was sundered and undone, shall be whole, and the two by Gelfling hand, or else by none.
1: Yeah, and they, I think they think through the whole, the whole time that. It, the two made one is literally just the crystal. Like yeah. They don't understand that it's actually the, the two beings yep. the mystics and the skeksis mm-hmm. that are the the thing that needs to be made whole.
0: Absolutely.
1: Which we don't really until the very end anyway. No
0: no, we don't because you're just thinking like, why do they need to be two? Like, What kind of ugly monstrosity is this thing yes. going to be like, whenever it becomes two? But, but uh, Well you're waking up a little bit aren't you? I think she might. I don't
1: know. She'll probably fall asleep here again.
0: <laughs> Sorry we're getting distracted guys. <laughs> so obviously they 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 go through this um they, they, through these ruins and they find that it's an underground uh entrance to uh, the um castle which is this is kind of where they get um attacked by Chamberlain yes. who is, He he's is actually kind of like an outcast
1: yeah well he gets kicked out because he remember at the beginning when the emperor Skexi dies no. the only way that they can be quote unquote become the next emperor is trial you know by, trial, trial by
0: stone trial
1: by yes and they either you know basically say i'm in charge and no one challenges them but if they say i'm in charge and someone challenges them then they have to do this trial, trial. by stone or, or trial they,
0: they pick whatever they want whatever trial mm-hmm. they want but they choose tr- chose trial by stone I but remember. they
1: basically take these swords and hit it against this big stone until it breaks is what happens here
0: it's basically like two bulls beating like running into each other essentially it's just like my muscles are bigger
1: yeah well chamberlain loses and he's basically stripped of all his finery and kicked out
0: yeah which when
1: you see i think that scene in the movie is kind of interesting because when he is stripped of all his finery that Mm -hmm. he's gathered he's just like this creepy skinny like, like a lizard, lizard bird creature. Yeah, like, like there is no is substance it? to him.
0: Yeah, it's all, it's all an act. That's all. Yes, just a mask. A, a mask. Yes. and that's what kind of like really kind of hits at home that these guys are very hollow, empty things. Yes, and it's just kind of it's interesting. So yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah. So, so
1: Chamberlain attacks them attacks, when they they attack. creep into the castle and,
0: and kind of backing, going back to that, you know that they're the the two species are connected they scratch him you remember like yeah oh yeah i forgot about and that and the hand his hand gets cut and they're like walking and then one mystic looks over at a staff and his hands like he mm, goes my hand yeah and, and it's they, bleeding too it's bleeding and he just keeps on going yeah and i was just like that is just bizarre there we are Got happy. Cassie. we're happy now happy person
1: for a bit <laughs> happy
0: baby so they get in into the um, the castle, and they actually separate. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jen is just like, man, you're just not wanting that pacifier at all, are you? Yeah. it's a fight but
1: what what were the creatures called that jen tries to rescue but right before they go into the castle those really tall like
0: uh land striders yes
1: and they're like kind of like a rabbit looking thing but also a giraffe yeah it's like a
0: mix between a giraffe a rabbit and like a i'm gonna say like a yes
1: but but you know what those are my favorite creatures in the whole thing they're really i don't know why.
0: She's like, uh,
1: yes, I don't know don't, why. Uh, but then that's also part, that's part of the movie where he finds out that she has wings and he doesn't. Yeah. And because, he's like amazed by it.
0: Yeah, because they attack him. The the Gartham actually attack, which is why they fall down to that ruin yes. there. And that's where they find that. So yeah, sorry guys, we're going back and forth. Sorry. A bit, but, but that's, that's why we're here is because we're, we're you help each other remind, remind of things, and I don't catch everything all the time. So, But yeah, that remember that creature. That's another thing, really, thing they get into. They have so many random, like, crazy-looking creatures in this yes. film. So. But that's a
1: Jim Henson thing, too, though.
0: Oh, absolutely. He wanted yeah. he never didn't want to have anything that was recognizable other than, like, hey, this thing has hands and feet yes. and a face.
1: Yes, and it eats. You, yeah, know. you
0: know, it's just like, yeah, it's, a, but he said he wanted to make things unique looking, which is always, he always did that. So, yes. So once he goes into the, into the uh, once they go, speaking of creature, random weird creatures, they separate and uh, Jen goes towards the crystal chamber and Kira actually goes into the, um, uh, I guess you would call it the dungeons Yeah. because like, no, it's the science, the Skeksis scientist's but it is kind of
1: dungeon because they're all in cages yeah
0: and there's like all these uh different animals different animals that are in there and she actually kind of like while she's trying to save her friends and the and the creatures <laughs> just doing Speaking her thing creatures <laughs> i know she says yeah i'm not a creature um but he she, she actually gets captured by the scientists and they uh they actually try and uh, uh, use the crystal to try and uh, drain, drain her, drain her of her essence. Yeah. Yes. And she, like, calls out to him. And I remember they the creatures actually end up attacking the scientist. And he's the last Skeksy to die. Yes. Um, in, in the movie. In like, the movie. die, die. Die, die in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But, but
1: I, you know when they drain each, every, or they try to drain everybody of their essence, like the Podlings and Kira it's always through the eyes did you notice that like there's yeah. no there's no needles there's no eyes, it,
0: eyes of the windows all
1: right I, th- I thought that was kind of cool too like it wasn't bloody it wasn't goring it was just it was they were taking almost like their soul out yeah. you know that
0: essence like it's a different word for soul he uses the word essence, essence yeah. yes
1: and then so the podlings, if you notice in the movie, they are after their essence is drained. Their faces become super hollow, you yeah, know. They They're, lose
0: all the color of their skin their, and their eyes. Hair are, yeah, are just, like, vacant. Yes.
1: They basically become, like, these zombies and they are the servants for the Skeksis yeah. in the castle. So, which I find interesting because if the podlings can't survive after their essence is drained, why did the gulflings not survive? Because they would still be there. You know, anyway.
0: That's one of those things. Like, they don't really—they don't hit on that in the story or in the movie. But I think.
1: But maybe the the Gelflings just can't survive without their. Or maybe they they just—they just
0: drain them so much that they just end up dying. That's probably. That's always a possibility too, and and maybe it's, maybe it's because of that prophecy though too. That whenever that came out, that they just were like, we're just gonna kill the Gelflings anyways, just to be safe about it. That's true. So yeah. it's, that's always a possibility too. But so
1: anyway. um,
0: she ends up killing the, the scientist Skeksy. Um, he falls into the lava pit below, yeah, <laughs> burning pit. And then, very
1: 1980s. That <laughs> yeah,
0: happens. You know, it was it wasn't very well done, but it, it's it's still amazing to watch. So they, he dies. Uh, Kira gets released by her animal friends. And, um, and at the very, like just before, uh, like the great conjunction is about to happen, Jen, he gets into the crystal chamber and all the Skeksis are there because they're just saying, they're like gathering because they're like, we will be rulers of all once the great conjunction is over with. And that's when, uh, he, uh, Jen appears, jumps on the crystal, bam, and you have the giant light that pops out. But,
1: but not before Kira gets stabbed oh, by Chamberlain. That's, right? That's
0: right. He because drops, he's well because she drop. He jumps on the crystal. He yeah. drops the crystal, and he's like, uh, "How do I get it?" And she showed up and, and yeah. got it for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And throws it back out to him, and then Chamberlain like stabs, stabs her. her. The emperor, or somebody. I can't remember who yeah. it is, but yeah, stabs her, and she's dying, and he has to put the crystal shard back in there. And, and he and anyway. he actually yeah
0: he actually and that, right it's like right at that time then the mystics show up and then. You they, see, like, they, they all
1: line up behind their their counterparts or yeah. their their opposite, and then now the the mystics I find interesting because they walk.
0: They're always hunched over and like but low I, to the don't ground. they have like but they're two, long. They have two sets of arms. Yeah,
1: two sets of arms. Yeah. So they basically kind of walk on four of them,
0: yeah, right? Kind of, yeah. And then
1: they end up standing up at the end of the movie. And so they're as tall as the Skeksis. Yeah. And then when the crystal kind of binds them together mm-hmm. by pulling them to Now she's got the hiccups. Binding uh, them not? together. And so they're at the same height.
0: Yeah.
1: And so they, the crystal itself, this light kind of pulls them together mm-hmm. and they become one again.
0: Yeah. One, one, one being. Yes. one One race again. So yeah, yeah. that's And so that was kind of an interesting thing. So whenever they take... Like, they, 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 they take a different tact whenever he calls them. So, whenever they come together, um, he actually calls them Earth skeks Yes. I guess, so that's... I guess, apparently, I, I don't know why he calls them this, but I, I know they can kind of... Delve, he, he can delve into it a little bit more later on with uh, some of the other uh, uh, mythology and things like that. But, I know they do that. But... It's just kind of interesting, but like they—they're almost like beings of like pure energy. Mm-hmm. Because what they the, look like when
1: they leave after they join together and they leave, you see them rising. They—they they, it's almost like they're being beamed up, you know, yeah, like I'm on Star beam, Trek or beam Scotty, <laughs> Scotty kind know? of thing. They just become like this light that goes up and mm-hmm. then they're gone.
0: Yeah, and that's what they—they they kind of—they kind of say that a little bit. They say um, they kind of go over over the stuff, that, you know. They say in our arrogance we. Tempted to use the crystal and it cracked. Yeah, and that's why we 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 separated. But now that we we know that that was our, we have to stay away from that kind of thing. Stay away from being arrogant and trying to use this power for our own. Yeah, because we're just gonna leave. And apparently, it, it's almost like they they weren't. They weren't a race of the world, like they just like they were beings from another world that came there to try and use the crystal. Yeah, maybe almost. They not or really they ever... brought
1: it with them, or something. I yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah, they
0: never really explained that a, a ton. So it's just because really... the
1: crystal doesn't do anything except help them. Like it doesn't yeah. affect the planet at well,
0: all. Well, it almost does it because it's almost like its heart. Because you can see like once. Once the crystal is taken care of or fixed, you can tell. Or and if you, I don't know if you watched any of the other. But do
1: you think? But do you think that's because of the crystal, or do you think that's because of the Skeksis?
0: I think it's because of the crystal. So I think the crystal is kind of like the heart. A heart is like the heart of the world, or part of the world there. And because once it's it's fixed, and they kind of point on this end a little bit in the in the in the TV series okay. a little bit, Age of Resistance, they. The, cuz whenever they show the castle the castle still like black and scary looking yeah but everywhere around it is is still lush and green okay a little bit and it's starting to kind of like it's starting to kind of uh die and wither a little bit okay around it um and it's kind of starting to become a desolation a little bit but they even like even like right after the crystal gets made whole again everything around it like the you see if you remember that last scene where they pull out it's like the 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 castle, it's not in that, that uh, crystal. It's not um, it's not black anymore. It's, it's like this it's white. Like, it's a white or diamond, like yes. clear glass color. Yeah. And there's a river by it, and there's like stuff growing. Yeah, again. that's right. And so that's kind of why I, I kind of think that a little bit. So, but that's that that's pretty much the the plot of the story. I yes. mean, they they basically leave the the planet. Uh, the, After the,
1: they and they heal heal Kira.
0: They heal Kira. Mm-hmm. And all the podlings and everybody basically gets, you know, saved and fixed. Essentially, they're like yeah. it's kind of like a, a catch. They wave at all the magic wand and they make yeah. everybody better. Yes. So, but yeah, that's 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 kind of where the movie ends. Um, we're not going to delve too much more into the mythology stuff. That's that could be another episode. Oh my which gosh! I, kind of, I hope it is because I, I I'm going to probably I I. I Needless to say, I've I've got a bunch of the comic books uh, sitting <laughs> over, back there. I haven't I bought them years ago. I just haven't gotten a chance to get around to read them. It's just like everything else around here, but it's just life in general. But anyway, so where did where did they? Where do you think? I know you you kind of got my, my synopsis over there, my plot story and things like that. You see this amazing story that's set up. Where you, they have? Where do you think a lot of his uh, ideas came from? Um, without even looking at it, just just hiding where you. Well, kind of
1: like I said earlier, you know, he. I feel like it's a very Hobbit theme. Mm-hmm. So very, you know, you have a hero. He's has one goal, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he's got to go to like the heart of the evil place yeah. in order to fix whatever it is yeah. or get rid of the thing that's.
0: Toss his ring in. Toss
1: his ring and yeah, basically. <laughs> but I like how it was not so much eliminating the evil but bringing the evil and the good back in balance because i I think that's the kind of the point of this story is that you have to have both sides because if you don't have both sides then one of them is gonna just run amok no, absolutely. So, that's
0: that's definitely a very heavy theme that he has in there. Yeah, so um, definitely
1: a C.S. Lewis kind of theme.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he definitely has it in there. Um, so he really, from what I was reading, he that's so that's kind of um, a lot of part of what he put in there. So he he was really heavy into a couple. Um, a couple books at the time he kind of heavily whenever he did interviews he really uh cited these two things so he said he looked at um it was a called jane roberts seth material yeah which is a little bit it's got a lot of uh uh uh, physio- uh, uh Fol- philosophical yeah undertones that's what you throw in there yeah but the only difference is that it's a very new agey kind of book it is which i don't know if you've ever read or not i kind of looked at a synopsis of it and yeah. it's it just like everything in that time frame, because you can tell, like Jim Henson was just very much Age of Aquarius hippie kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and even when he, whenever he ended up dying because he refused to go to the hospital, that was just a whole another ball of wax that I'm not gonna get into. I love him as a creator, but some of his his philosophical ideas were a little strange. But it is what it is. So that's why everyone's allowed to have their own beliefs. So, um, <laughs> but gonna, going off that, he really kind of like wanted to focus on. An idea that consciousness creates matter and that each individual creates his or her own reality through thoughts, beliefs, and ex- expectations. Mm-hmm. And that the, uh, the point of power through which the individual can affect change is in the present moment. So that was a very, I mean, it's not wrong. It's yeah. a very, you're, you, what? how you react to things in the moment can really affect how things will happen in the future. True. And so, I mean, and so it's a roundabout way of saying... Free
1: will. (laughs) Yeah,
0: free will. I mean, it's what it comes down to, yeah. So, and it's, it's just a really interesting concept that he throws in there because the whole time... If you look at it, Jen has the option, he doesn't have to go on an adventure.
1: No, and really he's kinda of pulled by the nose by Kira through most of
0: it. Oh he he really is, yeah. And but I mean at the very beginning he didn't he didn't have to go on his venture. No. He didn't have to meet Kira. No. And he didn't have to find go to Augur and find a crystal. You know, it's yeah. just like he could have literally just taken off and went and hid somewhere for Which is probably that. what he wanted to do. Yeah, but he was just like, you know, like maybe I should do this, you know where do I need to go? You know, it's just like, and it, it's, it's kind of part of like growing up a little bit. And it's just one of those really interesting kind of concepts that he throws in there, but um, other kind of themes that he throws in there. So it was really interesting to read this though. Uh, they actually had done a couple prototypes of Skeksis and kind of the idea of mm-hmm. uh, the land of Thra. So I don't know if you've ever watched any of Jim Henson's older stuff. he does uh so it was a it was on snl yeah it's called the land of (laughs) gorch uh he kind of pre it predated uh the uh uh dark crystal by i think five or six years maybe
1: prototype basically yeah
0: so it was basically puppets it wasn't as elaborate as the other stuff is yeah it was definitely like puppets like if so it was a king and like his had one main servant and they kind of threw a couple other ones in like his wife and they he would have all these problems and all this is basically like a married guy and a, and a wife's have come. It wasn't very well received while it was on SNL. It only was only they only had it for on there like the for the first season or yeah. whatever it was. But they had him on there because it's it was Jim Henson. Henson yeah. You know, so but um he really that's that's kind of what he, he kind of based it initially off of. But he kind of evolved it a little bit. To um, make it more a little terrifying.
1: Which I think is interesting for Jim Henson. Because, you know, the other thing we were raised on was Disney. Yeah. Where everything is...
0: Ha ha ha. Ha ha. ha, ha. Yeah, and birds oh, dress you and birds. make your clothes. Little and, Yeah, little mice. Spilled me my dress. Right? And it's like...
1: It's not... <laughs> these people just kind of get given everything. Yeah, they don't
0: have to work for it.
1: There's no... There's no fear no. Like you had never, you There's as no, a viewer, yeah. is ne- you are never afraid.
0: There's no thought in your mind that says, this character is going to die possibly. Yes. yes. You know for a fact that they're going to make it through everything. Yes. just fine. Yes. and That's kind of, I've never. But I've ne- Jim yeah.
1: Henson doesn't do that.
0: No, 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 no. So like he really, so this was great. So this is a really awesome quote by Frank Oz. So Frank Oz is another one of his big uh, uh, puppeteer guys that was with him his entire career. Yes. So he, he quoted as saying that uh, Jim Henson believed that it was unhealthy for children to not be afraid.
1: Which I think is, is as a, a teacher, I think that is a, an excellent point. At some point, you should yeah. be disappointed, yeah. let down... Discouraged. I mean, you should have those experiences cannot, at some point in your life. You Otherwise, cannot, you won't be able to deal with them as an adult.
0: Yeah, you can't pick yourself up if you don't fall on your face a couple times. Exactly. And you're gonna fall on your face way more than you'll ever uh, you'll ever complete the task that you want to. Yep. And that's, that's a good thing for kids and people to understand. Because if you don't... That's the problem with a lot of people is they, if they fall down and they say, Oh, that was hard. They become hard. a victim, though. That was hard. I don't yeah. want to do that anymore. Yeah. Well, guess what? You know It's hard. Or,
1: or it's... it. I don't want to do it anymore. But some people are... It's somebody else's fault. Yeah. And they become the victim. And that's probably even worse. It's <laughs> it's never, someone else's fault.
0: never anybody else's fault. It's nobody's fault but your own, in yes. my opinion. And because you set your standards... And you are the person that is the one that puts forth the effort. So that's. that's I mean, there
1: I, can be chance, cons, chance situations. There's always little you things in there,
0: it. but you can always. I have, a, I have a strong feeling that you can always overcome the adversities or. The, or just adapt. Or adapt to it, yes. yeah. Say you know, it's like if you cannot get what you, or if you say you're trying to apply for a job and say that your job is just super high up there. Like if you're just out of college, or you're not even out of college, you're out of you're out of high school and you want to be you want to work on Wall Street or mm-hmm. you want to be a CEO of a company. Well, you know, it's probably gonna take a little bit to get there. Maybe you got to do a couple of side steps. Maybe you got to work at a couple dead end jobs mm-hmm. a couple of times, but eventually you're gonna get there. Yeah. You know, it's, that's that's how life is, unfortunately. But yep. eventually you get to where you need to be, so...
1: But definitely I think fear is something that needs to be experienced. Absolutely. Yes. And so
0: going off that fear a little bit, he actually looked into... Jim Henson uh, was really into uh, an illustrator, British illustrator by the name of Brian uh, Froud. I'm going to say his name wrong. He has some really funky artwork, like very much fairy kind of artwork. And it's very... Have you ever seen... You've seen some of... Um, like the cover art on uh, the Dark Crystal movie. Yeah. So that that is Brian Froud. Yes. Okay. And so it's very just...
1: It it kind of reminds me of like, of uh, if someone who was doing artwork for a 80s heavy metal band yeah. was like, you, go draw some children's you know cover art with fairies in it <laughs> what would that look like that's oh, what it reminds me of so almost. good though
0: <laughs> so good i love it so like they really wanted to uh, that's a whole nother ball of wax there if we could get into artists i could i could tell you i actually i'm really richard corbin is one of my favorite artists he actually did a lot of um uh covers for heavy metal yeah the magazine back then i love yep. richard corbin but it's just he's got a lot of really Big chested women in his comics for some reason. Never. I know, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, that just doesn't look. You got to know co- your that doesn't, look, doesn't look comfortable at all, but whatever. You got to know but, your audience, but I guess. But other than that, I love his. He does a lot of like. He does a lot of Edgar Allan <laughs> Poe adaptations, and I mm. love it. So, anyways, yeah. Um, Count of Money, uh Casca uh, Monte uh montelago Lago the one where the guy gets
1: uh uh he's, sealed up. French.
0: He's he gets sealed up in the basement downstairs, and he's still alive. <sighs> Cascum I cannot remember what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about?
1: I'm wanting to say the Count of Monte Cristo, but that's not no. it. That's a book.
0: Yeah, they they uh they yes, drug, I know
1: where he like gets, They drug
0: him and they And they, they throw your... him
1: in there and then they seal him up, they brick up the wall. Yeah, but I can't remember what it is. And that's the
0: end of the and that is the end of the the story. And yes. you're just like this is BS <laughs> Like, this is an awful move, awful stuff. But in
1: reality, Ed Growl and was like, yep, time for a drink, and then just forgot about it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Man, ugh, that's a whole other ball of wax, too. So, anyways, <laughs> so talking about creepy things, um, they really wanted to try and make these things as lifelike, all the, all the puppetry. so you, But,
1: like, the cheek movements. Yeah,
0: so they did. This is one the of those breathing. First, <laughs> first movies that they ever did were. Um, the uh, animatronics on the face were all radio yes. controlled and this is i mean nowadays it's literally they just they press a button on on a computer on yes. a computer and it's all cg and they make yes. it move it doesn't look the same it doesn't it doesn't have the same creepy feel to it doesn't like it? where
1: you can see the shadows move and the yeah. skin kind of bubble up in certain especially on the skexies cuz oh their skin goodness. is so if it appears to almost be like paper thin yeah. you know like an old person you yeah. know and You're just waiting for it to, like, crack or rip in some place. And so, like, Chamberlain, I think his face is probably the best Mm -hmm. out of all the Skeksis. Well, because when
0: they move, you see the lines in their face and, like, gross taut when they get mad. And I'm just like, I was like, oh, it's so gross. It (laughs)
1: is, but it's It's, so lifelike. Like, you immediately just become almost disgusted with how they look. The first time you see their faces really move. Oh, and I think that's the point. And
0: especially whenever you see, like you were saying earlier, whenever they 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 tear away all of Chamberlain's trappings, and you just see him for what he is. And and you can see his chest and his ribs, his big belly. Yes, just like
1: yes, so gross. Yes, so
0: gross. So they really wanted to try to make talk going off that they really wanted to make these uh, caught the 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 concept of. Skaggs used to be, like you said, that bird lizard uh, hybrid kind of yes, thing. But, they, al- almost, but yeah. they
1: almost look like uh, some creature, like a human who is like malnourished. Because, like you know, when you see people yeah. or even young children who are malnourished, and like there's their stomachs world, are really they're big, they're but distended. They're, but there's they're everything, everything else. Yes. So in they and almost small. look like a malnourished. Child in a third world country, almost, yeah. You know what so I mean? Maybe
0: that's where they got that concept from maybe. a little bit, but I guess so. I know, but so they really and some of these costumes, and because I'm just going to call them costumes because yeah. these were like they physically had people in these, uh, in the in these, um, the sexy costumes as yes. well as the mystic costumes yes. as well. And you and all some of these, all these other costumes, like the Gartham had people in mm-hmm. that the Gartham had. Both. One or one. At per- least two
1: people, right? No, I
0: think they only had one. I, I think I go into it a little bit later on, but they have, they they had to physically hang them up. Like people were in there, the suits were so heavy that they had to uh, hook them up and pull them up, like while they're in the suits, so
1: they could get out. And so stuff. they could
0: get out and take a breather because they could only hold these things up for like forty-five seconds at a time. Oh my gosh, I can was, see that it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, but. Um, But they really wanted to try to make these things as lifelike as possible, so they melded that costume and uh, puppetry and robotics all into one, Mm -hmm. and really have this these simple movements really exaggerated with and really emphasized with all the computer, or not computerized moves, the robotic movements and animatronics that they there. But then on top of that, they had all the other little um, uh, hand puppets, or I'd say hand puppets the the stick and rod puppets is what yeah. they're called they're called which is what jen and kira are yeah the pod lanes like so yeah. what they would do is literally you have the flat surface like you would have this is the stage and then you would have a another like you'd have like a, a trough essentially where they could mm-hmm. the, the actress could be standing up so essentially you're you have a a, a, a table that is almost like. Head high, or yeah. neck higher, six foot higher, six okay. foot higher, or, or higher, and you're sitting there playing with something like this, and you just have to try to be just below it, and it's yeah. really kind of
1: and also kind of watch to see what you're doing at the same time, and you and and looking whole, at the script, and, and then on
0: top of time, yeah, on top of it, you're talking, or speaking, and things like that, and sometimes they didn't have people, uh, they had people doing the two separate things, like one person would be the puppeteer, and then yes. another person, which would happens be, a lot, yeah, because yeah. I mean, you can't be both. Unfortunately, not everybody's a big bird or Elmo kind of character, yeah. so. Um, uh, but they really kind of wanted to emphasize this in true Jim Henson fast fashion. He did not want to r- get rid of any of the puppetry and he, and this thing took forever to film oh, apparently. Yeah. So yeah. it was just, you're talking like at least even with them doing probably like 20, you know, twenty eighteen 18 or 20 hour days, probably sometimes mm-hmm. just watching them do that. So, but whenever, um, kind of he wanted to kind of going back to the skexies a little bit so he wanted to really um and we kind of touched on this a little bit already but he really wanted to specify like you said that each skexy was an in, was individualistic yes you could specifically tell like each one of them was um had to really like I'm going to get power and this is what I'm going to do with it mm mm-hmm. and so you like you have and they really emphasize this in the TV show actually okay so you'll have the one where um, he's like... you have Obviously, you have the scientist who's really focused on science. You have... There's a, a general. And there's actually what really is really cool. You have one where he's called the huntsman, essentially. He's the hunter. Okay. And he's out in the woods. Always. Never goes to the castle. Huh. But he is... He's all about the hunt. Oh, really? And it's it's very bizarre. And he always wear, he wears his prey and things like that. He actually has... A sexy skull face mask on because apparently he's killed another skexy that got in his way before which
1: is not shocking
0: it's it's just so bizarre and it's really interesting how they emphasize that a lot even in the newer stuff so if you guys haven't seen it i will have to watch this it's yeah it's i'm on
1: maternity leave david there's a lot of binge watching going on
0: (laughs) yeah it's okay it's okay i I understand completely trust me i had this my hand was broken for about nine weeks and yeah i had way too much time on my hands so (laughs) well hand um but so he he really focuses on this, and even even with that going on, he wanted to focus, like I said with earlier, with the mystics, that they're really removing themselves from worldly desires. Yeah, and they're really just trying to say, hey, you know, w- you know, we don't want to take any more than we have to, and they're mm-hmm. very much. I would almost say Native American ish, or, or commune
1: of some sort. A commune, right? almost. They work yeah, together. they're very commune,
0: and they don't take more than what they have to, and they want to make sure everything stays in balance, like we very were saying. Very
1: minimalistic. Right.
0: Very minimalistic. So, so this is actually what I was telling you about um, the mystics. Uh, they actually uh, the costumes were, were reportedly so heavy that the pup- puppeteers had to uh, and the puppeteers had to bend, be bent into them. Yeah. So the way they like were in them. They, were, they could only wear them for maybe, like, 30 seconds at a time. Yeah. So, they couldn't just... they had, If they were in a pose, it was, like, 30 seconds at a time, and then they had to, like, take it off. Mm-hmm. And so, can you imagine, like, how long it would take to film something? Well,
1: especially when you're filming, you know, something that you as the viewer think is taking forever. You mm-hmm. know, but it's only a minute and a half clip. They probably took four or five days to get that minute and a half clip oh, done. Yeah. Because it was so heavy Let's- and...
0: Or even... They're just
1: learning how to move in it. It's
0: almost akin to stop motion.
1: Yeah, that's like claymation. That's kind of what I... That reminds me of that this movie and how it is made because it cuts quite a bit.
0: And so when you look at something like that and they say that, oh, this is an hour and a half, you're just like, dear Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the time and the effort that it takes to... And the care that it takes to make this all work and just all sync up. It's just just really... Back back in
1: the 80s, too.
0: (laughs) it's really interesting to watch so so the other character they were really kind of focusing on too, was augra she was actually nice. um, another one of those uh, puppets that it's a it's an actor that's encased inside of a puppet as well and um, they were really trying to go to <laughs> this is really interesting uh, Jim Henson cited her cited it as he wanted his, he wanted her to be seen as kind of an insane bird trying to <laughs> overcome Tourette's
1: that's pretty much the so, nail on the head right there <laughs>
0: on the head absolutely and you just like you love that idea because she's like sometimes good sometimes bad
1: and she's grunting every time uh, she has to squat down yeah, on the and ground because like, she's definitely not ladylike no she's
0: definitely not ladylike she's definitely a, tom- a little tomboyish I, I,
1: I yeah maybe not so much tomboy as she's five bajillion years old and okay yeah, doesn't uh, give a you know what yeah, about a, what anybody thinks yeah. Uh, yeah, anymore I, I can see
0: a big patootie anymore yeah, yeah. i could see that definitely i could see that so um but other things that we're seeing in here um you see the other characters obviously uh like i was saying earlier like the gelflings fizz gig mm-hmm. uh the Podlings. these are all hand uh hand puppets essentially with the stick and rod and they move them just below the screenshot so if you guys ever like want to see that Um, look up just look up a a documentary of making of dark crystal it's textbook a lot of the stuff that he does in this it's it he created these textbooks uh textbook um uh, movements movements for puppetry and made them and so if you guys want to get into this stuff at all seriously he's one of the he was he is a man he he is and was a master of this kind of stuff and it's it's just one of those great joys to watch people learning how to do it from him so but, um, so one of the really interesting things I wanted to bring up, um, so you know the Gelfling design is, um, is actually, uh, done by the wife of Brian, uh, Froud, who's the, like I said, the art guy, or the, the concept creator of this, is, uh, her name's Wendy Froud. So they weren't actually married, they got married afterwards.
1: Probably a good idea. That'd so, be rough working together. Oh, well, I know, right? So,
0: so she's actually... Uh, uh the person that created the uh, yoda puppet as well so she's already worked on two huge yeah uh, and so huge, she
1: loves pointy ears apparently i
0: guess i mean <laughs> she's all about those uff, but if you say if you've seen a picture of her yeah she's definitely like i go to renaissance fairs on a weekly basis
1: Gotcha. i was just like i, I, had, could, a, I, I had a big turkey leg every yeah i, every I, I, could, I could have
0: a conversation with her probably. okay so she was really so but they affectionately call her the mother of yoda so <laughs> i like that i know um and so kind of going in with more of that grand kind of uh, feeling, you know, so on top of all the puppetry and the imagery that he throws in here, the just the musical score. It's I mean
1: amazing. Like
0: So they they do um what do you what's which one do you remember the most? I mean, other than
1: I remember the real like light and airy viol- heavy violin, you know, when the two are becoming one yeah. na, 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 you know and yeah. it's very light and kind of climatic but ethereal at the same time yeah. i mean you definitely know what's going on with the music
0: absolutely so he the reason they actually had um the london symphony orchestra and and do this um so and he was actually uh conducted by trevor jones who um did a lot of work with the Jim Henson uh, films at the time. Mm -hmm. And he, whenever he, whenever they did this, he actually... um, So did he also
1: do The Labyrinth too? Yes. Okay.
0: So he was really heavily connected with them. Uh, with Jim Henson throughout his entire life. So, actually, the guy that composed this, was a little tidbit. I thought it was really, really cute and amazing. So, he, it's, it's further down here. He did um, Labyrinth and Last of the Mohicans, so...
1: <gasps> Last of the Mohicans is, like, my favorite movie Plus soundtrack. That's you're my jam. Like,
0: you're just like... you mm, Daniel mm, day I love
1: to see shirtless men running in the woods, <laughs> right? <laughs> what woman doesn't? Don't lie to yourself. It's there,
0: deep down. Hey, he's, he's no Terry Crews, but it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, so... Um, Sorry, I And mean, So one of the really interesting, cute, uh, really awesome tidbits was: so while they were making, or he was while they were making this film, Trevor Jones' uh, uh, daughter was born, and he actually names the Lannister theme. After his daughter, how cute! It was. It was really kind of a cute thing. It's just like that's like a kind of thing. It's like I would do something like that if I was making something because I was like my kids. If are I cute. was,
1: you know, a composer for the London Symphony Orchestra, totally. But
0: nope. No, no. <laughs> I'm not that creative. I'm, I'm just Joe Joe Schmo. So, <laughs> but that's kind of the the concept design and like a lot of the themes that they had in there. So, just this is the so when I was talking a little bit earlier about the sheer amount of volume that they've put out for mm-hmm. it so far, yeah, they have done so much in the last 20 uh, or so years for the uh, Dark Crystal mythology. So, I, are you reading it right now? I guess, yes, so they put out a tons of comic series. They have, actually, they released, um, and it's The Power of the Dark Crystals, the one they talk about, Mm -hmm. Um, and they even have novels that they released, like actual written novels, Um, The Shadow, excuse me, Shadows of the Dark Crystal. Songs of the Dark Crystal, Tides of the Dark Crystal, Flames of the Dark Crystal. So these are all meant. They release these in, in anticipation of Age of Resistance, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, which is the Netflix series, okay. which I'm so mad they're not renewing because Disney's are a bunch. Disney is a bunch of buttholes.
1: Well, shocking. <laughs> Sorry
0: about that, but it's it's one of those things. that's like I kind of hope that maybe they move it over to the Disney uh, side because uh, it's like since Disney owns them. Um, Disney owns everything. I know it's true. They own so. us probably. Uh, they probably do they probably own at least one of my kidneys (laughs) so um but that is like i said they they really get into some of the heavy mythology and i'm kind of hoping to get a couple of the books to kind of delve into it a little bit and hopefully we can come back later on and and hopefully just really dig into some of the mythology maybe i don't know maybe that can be some homework for us later i don't know if you have any time or not but
1: yeah i can probably make time that's for sure yeah I can say. or we'll have to talk about another jim henson movie or something
0: maybe i'll put isaac down here and he can talk my head off who knows oh lord i <laughs> know god help us so but yeah so that that is just i remember we've kind of wrapping up now guys but that's 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 the the synopsis and kind of our our overall stuff on that Dark crystal i mean
1: our crazy zigzag thoughts. It's
0: okay. That's that's welcome to our brains. This is this is what our, our our spouses have to deal with on a daily basis. So it's okay though. So, but I mean, just to kind of sum it all up, on my end, I I truly thought this was one of the one of my favorite childhood movies, and I still watch it periodically. Yes. I mean, at least maybe once a year if I get a chance, and I really hope. I don't know if the boys have your boys haven't watched it yet. Me, have Me I.
1: They're not ready for that. Isaac probably would be. Paul Cause... does not like scary movies.
0: No, he's not. But he did really good with an anime movie I did the other day. Yeah. I remember that. I was really surprised. I was like, oh, wow, you did really good with that. I, was... Well,
1: see, uh, did I tell you what happened? Okay, so another movie. Yeah. Um, my husband is really into... <laughs> He's really into Ernest. Yeah, I heard about this. So we watched Ernest Scared Stupid where he saves Halloween. The Trolls. The trolls. Well, Ernest has his his dog, Rimshot. Well, he gets turned into a piece of wood at one point during the movie. A sculpture. (laughs) Yeah. And my son started crying while watching this. And I was like, are you okay? And he's like, I know he's going to be turned back into a dog, but I just... There's so many emotions. And he's crying. And he's like... But then he's happy. And it... I my, this That was a side of Isaac I had not seen yet. And... I was not expecting it during Ernest Scared Stupid, hey,
0: you <laughs> so know it's, he,
1: he's very attached to the I, the animals and movies. So we may not be ready for like, that. Like yet. every
0: like every good kid, as I think. So right. I mean, because I know I was always worried about that kind of stuff when I was little. You know, it's just like it's like is the puppy going to be fine? Now or? mind you
1: that like seventeen children have been turned into wood statues before this, but Rimshot that was the last straw. <laughs>
0: let's let's be fair. <laughs> those kids some of those kids probably deserve it or brats. So <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. So but yeah, so that that's kind of uh, uh, that'll be the wrap up of our, our conversation guys before we get going too long. Yeah, cuz you're tired, aren't you? your sweepy time because i'm sure it's ready time to get going home in a little bit but guys i just want to say thank you to jack i'm sorry not jackie rachel wow (laughs) that's that's what shows whenever you have the same person on week after week and then you just you throw a wrench into my my ears there so thank you to rachel for showing up and just kind of enjoying this with me a little bit because i just haven't had a chance to sit down with her and, and and just have a conversation with that rugrats running around and just getting into everything Cause you try to have a conversation nowadays, and it's just like somebody just has to crawl up on your lap once you read a book, or
1: or dump out a bin of toys or something, and it's, it's just
0: it just never ends, nothing. guys. So yeah, if you guys don't have kids, enjoy your time while you have. But enjoy the kids if you do have them. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I always say. But again, guys, thank you for stopping by. Um, if you guys have any questions or concerns, uh, don't hesitate to uh, put it on our Facebook page, or you can email us at seriouslypointlessconvo dot at gmail um, again, like I said, guys, we want your guys' feedback to know whether or not you guys are enjoying what we are doing. Um, if we're messing up, if it sounds bad, if I'm burping too much, let me know. <laughs> I just, I need to know these things because without that feedback, I'm never going to get any better. Such a newbie. <laughs> I know. I'm such a I'm such a worm. Hi, we are worms. <laughs> Worthless worms. Ooh, that might be a good Disney movie. That would be, movie. that would be a good Disney movie to go over. But anyways, guys, um, Again, Rachel, thanks for showing up. No problem. Helping out. Ruth, thanks for uh, keeping us uh, going. Oh, that Ooh. was a fart. <laughs> Ooh, we got something cooking now. All right, guys, you guys have a wonderful day. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at Seriously Pointless Convo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.